Howdy. Jackson is back. He's back, baby. I, why am I, I was out of town. You were out of town. And you were replaced by Emma. That's, that's okay. You know, she did good. I heard. Have you listened to it? I heard though. It was really good. <laughs> yeah. It was, a, it was a lot of fun. We got to get Taylor next. We do. And we still, Ricky. Yeah. We need to get Ricky on. Yeah. I agree. We have a lot of good stuff to bring to you guys today. We have recapping some basketball from last week, and then we're going to go over the AP rankings with four games left in the regular season. And then we're going to go over some bracketology, and then we have some baseball rankings, and then we have some um, a hypothetical segment that Jackson is going to lead. And then we have another segment that we're going to go over the most punchable coaches the most punchable SEC head coaches in football because it's a tweet that I saw a couple weeks ago or maybe last week. Um, and we're just going to kind of go over what we think about who we think is the most punchable just because their face and their personality and how much we dislike them. Um, so, I mean, a lot of good stuff today, Jackson. I think so. So I think we can get started going over basketball. So last Tuesday, there were only two games. So Arkansas beat Texas A&M at A&M 78-71. Tennessee beat Missouri barely at Missouri 72-67. Now Missouri has not won an SEC game this whole year. And I think we just kind of went into that game like just not even respecting them at all. That's why we had such a slow start. But at the end of the day, we won, which is what matters. So, I mean, that's all I have to say about that. Do you have anything to add? No. Okay. <laughs> um, next, Florida lost to Bama at Bama in overtime, 93-98. to Florida definitely should have won that game. They were up um, pretty good in the final minutes, but, you know, Bama came back. Number one offensive team scoring-wise in the country is Alabama. Um, and I'll say more about that when we go over the Bama-Kentucky game because that's pretty – some crazy stats involved with that. Um, Georgia beat Vandy 76-64 to in Nashville. Ella – no, sorry. Yeah. LSU beat Kentucky. I forgot about this. 74-75 to at LSU. That's a bad loss for Kentucky. Which is probably why they came out super mad. <laughs> Against Bama this past weekend. That was crazy. Um, and then Ole Miss beat Miss no, Ole Miss lost to Mississippi State 71 to 83 in Starkville. Anything to add about those games? Have you not already gone over UK versus Alabama? Uh uh-uh. those were Tuesday and Wednesday. Okay, my bad. Um, all right, now Saturday. This past Saturday. Missouri lost to Arkansas 88-73 at Arkansas. Florida beat Vandy 77-64 at Florida. South Carolina beat Ole Miss 72-59 at Ole Miss. Here's the big one. Kentucky beat Bama 117-95. I never thought I'd see an SEC team score 95 points and lose by 22. That's impressive. And I saw some crazy stat, Jackson, that Alabama's number one in offensive efficiency and 
and Art in Kentucky is number three. And but defensive efficiency, Alabama's like three hundred sixteen, and Kentucky's like three hundred eighteen. So essentially, they're really good at offense, really bad at defense. And I believe like it's something crazy. Don't quote me on this, um, but it's like at least the last ten national champions were top twenty-five in offensive efficiency and top forty in defensive efficiency. So. If that streak continues, neither Alabama or Kentucky will win the national championship. Well, that was for defensive or offensive that I said. Sorry. They have to be tw- top twenty-five in offense. Where were they ranked again, though? In offense, yeah, one and three. Bama's one, Kentucky's three. Yeah. But defense, yeah. Bama's like three hundred sixteen. Yeah, that's what. Yeah. And Kentucky's like three hundred eighteen, which is bad. And that this game alone proves it. One hundred seventeen and ninety-five. That's just straight offense. I mean, we're talking about. It's like watching Big Twelve football. We're talking about this earlier. I may not be. Might be a little bit off. I know I saw it. They broke some sort of record. It might have been the most points scored in Rupp Arena. I don't know if it was specific to SEC or Bama, but it was something about. They broke something. Some record. I forget what it was. It was it, something along those lines. It probably was. I mean, yeah, with how high scoring of a game that is, yeah. I mean, neither of them have to have defense. I just can't say I've exactly why. I'll be watching it this Thursday, I believe. Is that when we play them? Or is it Wednesday? We play Auburn tomorrow and Bama Saturday. That's right. Tough two-game stretch. Um, and we really need to win both those two end up as a one seed. I think we'll be a two seed no matter what, at the at least. Um I think we finished his last four games two and two will be a two seed. But if we can go three and one or four and oh, I think we'll be a one seed. Because we're ranked fourth in the AP poll right now. If we keep that up we should be a one seed. Should be, which we've never been. But um we could lose all four of them. And be Two. a three, probably, at worst. At worst, three. We still might be able to fly with a two seed. Either. Yeah, we might, depending on what other teams do. Um, Auburn um, destroyed Georgia 97-76, to War Eagle, um, at Georgia. Then uh, Tennessee destroyed Texas A&M in Knoxville 86-51. to That was beautiful. I loved every minute of that. Yep. Um, we, that was that was a rebound right there, no it, pun intended. Right, and then Mississippi State beat LSU eighty-seven to sixty-seven. So at LSU. So any other thoughts on that stuff before I get into the AP rankings? Not really. I just can't say I've watched much basketball this season. I'm at. I, I know I'm. I'm not good at talking about it. Y'all know that already. Loyal listeners know that. I can't say even with football. I just haven't been able to watch much this past right. season in general. I forgive you. Thank you. <laughs> just kidding. I was, I was also been more focused on the game. <laughs> All right. So AP rankings. Do you want me to do the whole top twenty-five or just do 
SEC teams. Let's just do the SEC teams. So Tennessee is at fourth in the AP rankings. Auburn is 11. Bama is 14. Kentucky is 16. South Carolina is 18. Florida is 24. So our next four games consist of games against the 11th ranked team, 14th ranked team, 16th ranked team, and 18th ranked team. That's tough. That's but tough. we just got to remember that we're the fourth ranked team. We're talking so, Yeah, we are. All right, so Joe Joe Lenardi, for those of you who don't know, he does like all the bracketology stuff and predicts. He's like the college basketball insider. He put out his latest bracketology of today of who's going to be in the tournament and what seeding and all that. And he has Purdue as a top overall seed, first team out. So the first team to not make it. Um, so essentially be team number 65. Um, even though there's 68 teams, you get it. Um, is Texas A&M. The last team in is Gonzaga, which is crazy because Gonzaga has always been like a really good powerhouse of a basketball program. So that's crazy to think that they're on the cusp of not making it. Um, so on the first four out SEC teams, we have Texas A&M. And the next four out, we have Ole Miss. So he's saying Ole Miss won't even make it. And they started off the season like 12-0. and 0. That's kind of crazy. Um, all right. So going through the SEC teams who are seeded, we have Alabama as a three seed in the Midwest bracket, which is the um, region that has Purdue as the one. And then in the West, which is the Arizona one seed bracket, we have Kentucky as a five seed. And then in the east, which is where we have UConn as the one seed, we have Auburn as the four. And that's it. And then in the south, which is where we have Houston as a one seed. So he does not have Tennessee as a one seed. Two. Yeah. So in this, in this region, he has Houston as the one. Mississippi State as the eight. Um, Florida as the six and Tennessee as the two. So, I mean, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised at all if we're the two seed. I mean, it's going to be hard to win three out of these four. We can definitely do it because we're the better team. But, I mean, it's just tough to win. Two of those games on the road which are, I think it's South Carolina and Bama. Mm-hmm. Those are going to be tough. If I had to pick two of those games that I for sure want to win, it's Bama and Kentucky. I mean, I wouldn't win them all, but, you know. Um, so that's the latest bracketology. Um you want to do baseball real quick? Oh, yeah. yeah. And then punchable coaches and then hypothetical. All right, so baseball, obviously we're not an SEC play yet. But the SEC teams ranked in the top 25. We have Arkansas at two. They're five and two. LSU at three. They're seven and one. 
Florida at four, they're five and one. Texas A&M at seven, they're seven and zero. Oh. Tennessee at eight, we're seven and one. Vandy at nine, they're five and three. Um, Texas is at fifteen, they're six and one. Bama is at sixteen, they're eight and zero. Oh. South Carolina is nineteen, they're seven and one. Auburn is twenty three, they are six and one. So we have one, two. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine SEC teams in the top 25. And that's not counting Texas. So we count Texas, that's 10. That's crazy. It just means more. So, I mean, I know you don't watch baseball, but. Yeah, dude, I watch some more basketball, please. Do you really? Tennessee is actually playing right now. They're playing a crappy team. But let me see what the score is. The Braves keep losing. It's not good. Uh, we are up 3-2 to two against High Point. High Point University? Yeah. North Carolina? I guess. I don't know. I almost looked at that school. It's, it's expensive as all get out. Those midweek games are tough, bro. You just—it's hard to get motivated for them. But um, so that's all the basketball and baseball stuff we have. You want to lead the punching? Sure, the punchable coaches. Yeah. So who was it that put this list together again? Some dude on Twitter. Um, it wasn't like a. His name was Sullen Surf. Don't know who that is. It was just sent to me. There you go. Interesting. Well, anyway, there's this guy put together the most punishable coaches in the SEC, including Texas and Oklahoma. Um, interesting list. You know, I definitely agree with the top two. Kate and I both do. We have Eli Drinkwitz starting us off number one. Yeah, he's the worst. We're standing on business with that one. Oh, yeah. Business. Um, number two, we got Shane Beamer. I totally agree with that, too. Number three, we have Hugh Freeze. And I think that's mainly because of his record. I had to guess. It's got to be. It has to be. I'd rather punch Billy Napier than Hugh Freeze. I might say, because I'd put Billy Napier up on my number three list. Yeah. Number four, Mark Stoops. Totally okay with that. Yeah. Number five, Brian Kelly. Eh. Punchable, not as much as... Uh, it's probably because of his record, too. He's not a likable person. No. He's screwed over some things. Six Lane Kiffin, solely based, solely based on record, too, because he's not as much of a quit as he has been. It's true. So, number seven, Kirby Smart. Eh. I wouldn't quite put him as... That's probably just because of his... Um, just because he's winning right now. I'd put him way lower. He's the villain. I'd put him way lower. I would too. I don't think he's that punchable at all. Uh, number eight, Billy Napier. He deserves to be much higher on that list. Steve Sarkeesian. I think that's just because he coaches Texas. Clark Lee. Bandy. Sure. Kalen DeBoer. Bama. 
I put him a little bit higher. He's already started beef with some people. Let's try to start with some beef with Brian Kelly. Oh, dude, you're brand spanking new to the SEC. Chill out for a minute. Yeah, chill out, Kalen. You don't have the you, you don't, don't have the record that Bama has. You don't have it. He doesn't have nothing. Not yet, at least you know. Bama's going nine and three this year, baby. Brent Venables, number twelve, Oklahoma. Number thirteen, Mike Elko. Who's Mike Elko? Why am I tripping right now? Hold on. Okay, so fourteen, Sam Pittman with Arkansas. Venables with Oklahoma, DeBoer, Alabama, Berkeley, Vandy, Sarkeesian, Texas, Napier, Florida, Smart, Georgia, Piffin, Ole Miss, Kelly. LSU. Mississippi State. No, 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 no. That's no, Jeff no. Levy. That's Jeff Levy. You're right. That's 15, by the Don't look it up. I need to, we need to figure this out man, in our heads. Mike, why am I tripping? Mike Elko. This is embarrassing. Um, We're forgetting an SEC team right now. Yeah, clearly. All right, so the East. Obviously, it's not Texas or Oklahoma. The East, we have Tennessee. I know who it is. A&M. Thank you. Yeah, from Duke. Guy from Duke. Yeah, I forgot about A&M. I did, too. Mike Elko is number 13. Jimbo would be up there. Oh, gosh, yeah. Jimbo would be top five. Yeah. I'd put Jimbo right after Napier. I'd say so, yeah. So, after Mike Elko, Sam Pittman at number 14, Jeff Levy, uh, Mississippi State's head coach, and last, not least, Josh Heupel, which I'm totally okay with him being the least punchable coach in the SEC. Because while I am biased, I agree with that. Because he's not out here trying to win social media points. He's not picking fights with any right. other coaches. Uh, he didn't even have anything to say about yeah. Eli Drinkwood's talking smack to him, which should, should be, I mean, for most coaches. Well, you know, uh, the, there's a whole beef there because, you know, in Heupel's first year, how we, like, apparently ran the score up on Missouri. The whole thing, see, this is my problem. Running the score up, I think, is the dumbest thing for other teams to get offended by. Because if I'm, quote-unquote, running the score up, who am I doing it with? My second, third, and fourth strings, right? Yeah. Those dudes don't get to play a lot. So it's less about me running the score up, but me giving my guys a chance to play and to get better. Because if they're if it's he's not, mad about running the score, why isn't he mad at Saban? It's not fair to go into the game with your backups and say, "Okay, we're not going to let you run your offense. We're just going to." You know what I mean? Michael's never. I mean, Saban's ever exchanged this kind of. I don't think any other coach. We has, went eight and four with Joe Milton. We were eight and four last year, right? I mean, won the ball games. I don't think Shane Beamer exchanges kind of words with Joe Heupel. Eight and four with Joe Milton. We were up three scores against Bama at halftime. We did, bro. 
with Nico, we should at least go ten and two, at least. Eight and four with Joe Milton, and we were up three scores against Bama at halftime. Like, and we Nico should not lose to Florida. We shouldn't have lost to Florida this year. Do we play Missouri again this next season? I believe so. I hope we do. I do too. I can't stand Missouri. I, I can't stand. There's less teams that I can stand than can't stand. True. In the SEC. But honestly, I just don't think Heifel has a. I think he's a likable coach overall. The thing is, you never hear anybody complain about him. Oh. And you never hear him really complaining either. No. Oh, also, we need to touch on the. That the fact that Tennessee beat the NCAA in the latest trial. Yes, we did. So that's huge. The thing is not over. And as y'all, I think we talked about this, but this is not a just Tennessee football versus NCAA. This is essentially like all the colleges are on Tennessee's side right now because NCAA is just dumb. And they gave us no rules. I say us as in the college football community. No rules about NIL. There were no nothing specific, and then they come out and say that we're breaking the rules. Because if they get Tennessee, I mean, they're gonna come if they're gonna come to the next person. And they've always just been a. This is how a lot of people put it. The NCAA has always just been a big bully, and it's all been about money. That's why the CFP is separate. I'm pretty sure isn't the CFP separate from the NCAA? So you know, you can honestly thank for them looking into us. Who? Prove it. Yeah, but the thing is, is like, still, that was, it's crazy how none of it came up until after Nico dominated in the bowl game. Like, Nico had been there for a whole year. Yeah. And we already had all the stuff with Pruitt happen, so why wouldn't that all happen at the same time? Well, there are a bunch of bowls. I mean, I just don't get it. Whatever. Um... That's all I have to say about the punchable stuff. I mean, do you have anything else you want to get in there? A hypothetical? Where do you think Saban would have lied on that list? I'd probably put him at six. So I have Drinkwitz, Beamer, Napier, Jimbo, Mark Stoops, and Saban. I'd put him at ten or lower. No, I'd, put it, I'd punch him just because he's Bama. I'd, I'd put him pretty long on the list. I'm, the other dudes, I just don't like I, them. I respect the heck out of Nick Saban. Oh, he's, he's just his greatness. He is the GOAT. Although he never beat Josh Heupel in Neyland. <laughs> so that's embarrassing. <laughs> That'll ever, forever be on his resume. So, I mean, really, that should be the first thing people mention when they think of Nick Saban. They think of, oh, he never, he w- never won. Against Josh Heupel and Neyland Stadium. I mean, no way. <laughs> Instead well, of how many natties? Tennessee yeah, fans. Yeah, it would be Heupel and Neyland. Oh, that guy. Yeah. All right, Kate. Drinkwitz hasn't either. No. I hope he never does either. He'll be a spider. Kentucky hasn't beat Heupel at all. Like that, as it should be, yeah. Shane Beamer's never won in Neyland. Sorry. Was... What were you going to say? If you, had, if you could, money's not, not an issue here. If you could buy five cars right now, 
What would they be? Um, well, first and foremost, I'm keeping my... Yes, stipulations. My, you keep your Camry. I keep my Tahoe. Yes. I'm keeping my XSE because I love, I love her. First thing I ever loved. Not me. That's true. You were the first thing I ever yeah. loved. Yeah. Because the Lord, the, the Lord, that, yeah, that my family, and then Jackson, and then Cammie. Correct. And Emma. Yeah. That's the correct order. <laughs> All right. Five cars. What you got? All right. Cammie. That doesn't count as your five. Oh, it doesn't count my five? Okay. I'm buying a... I'm like a loyal Toyota dude. So, I'm getting a... Whatever the latest year is, blacked out Toyota Tundra. Okay. Um, then I'm also getting a... Um, blacked out Escalade with silver rims. Chrome. Um, yeah. Tinted windows, everything. Okay. Then I'm also getting a matte black Dodge Challenger. Um, with tinted windows. <laughs> um, I'm getting a Mercedes Sprinter van. Those things are awesome. Have you ever yeah. been in one of those? Yes, I have. Getting a Mercedes Sprinter van. And then we'll throw you for a loop here. I'm getting a pontoon boat. That's not a car. Yeah, but it's a vehicle. Alright. <laughs> no, Tritune. Sorry, Tritune. Tritune. Alright, but for real, I'll, I'll give you a car. Um and this is just I really haven't thought about this. This is just my immediate reactions. Notice how nothing I'm saying are like extravagant. These are all just things, cars that I've always thought about that I've always liked and would want. Uh, Escalade and the Challenger are pretty extravagant. Yeah, but they're not over a hundred grand. Escalades are, yeah. Really, brand new. I think the very, very bottom base, without doing anything to it, is like ninety-one. Okay. Well. Anyways. <laughs> Oh, uh, I didn't know that. I knew trucks were expensive, so that makes sense that Escalades would be. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm not a big sports car guy. I don't like how they sit, like, inside. I think they look cool. Yeah, no freaking idea. We'll keep it at the tri-tune. Yeah, give me a tri-tune. Alright. Put some wheels on that thing. So, my five, obviously, my Tahoe doesn't count. Number one would be a 2023 Ram 3500 Longhorn Limited Dually. Big old truck. That thing is huge. With the clearance lights on top. I don't like big trucks. Next, number two, would be a Toyota Land Cruiser, specifically early 2000s model. So they're timeless. Number three would be a 1965 Cadillac Sedan DeVille. 
Your answers are a lot more specific yeah. than mine. <laughs> so I thought about this for a while. Then are all just brand also, new. I love cars. I'm a big car guy. Okay. And the four would be a 1975 Lincoln Continental. Okay. Number five would be a 1999 Mercedes S500. Dang. I like, I like classic cars. Really? I have no idea. <laughs> I think Mercedes would be cool, actually. No, no, no. Throw the Tritune back in the lake. Okay. I'm getting a, a, uh, a Rolls Royce. Um, Phantom with a starry, starry, starry ceiling. Oh, those are nice. Yeah. That's what I'm doing. This is that S500. Yeah, it is. That's just a good looking car. All right. Well, we're about to run up the clock. Imagine having a five car garage and just like pulling out whichever one you want. That's our next goal. You probably need it more because Taylor's going to want some. I think she's good with her Acura. Yeah. <laughs> what right. happened? Well, before I start talking about my old pet fish, we're going <laughs> to stop it right here. Appreciate you guys tuning in. <laughs> Glad y'all got to listen to us talk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love y'all. I love it. All right, bye. <laughs>